0: how many of y'all like to play video games yeah dude i like playing video games somebody gave me an xbox one for christmas last year and i've been kind of playing that it's kind of like my when i don't have anything to do it, it kind of helps me put my brain in neutral to stop thinking about things so it's like a therapeutic kind of thing for me i love it but when i was a kid i loved playing video games I loved it. I played a Nintendo when I was a kid. I remember just, just going crazy for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and I finally got one for Christmas, and I pl- I about wore the buttons off those controllers playing that thing. Now, how many of y'all, y- y'all know, some of y'all cultured people know what it's like to play the old-school Nintendo? Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Now, that, that's where video games became video games because before that, I mean, Defender was cool. But then you you had Pong. Boop, 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 boop. It wasn't that exciting. When Nintendo hit the scene, it changed everything. Because Nintendo gave us Super Mario Brothers. You know what I mean? We had Duck Hunt. Like it was cool to shoot stuff in the house. And mom and dad let me. It was really fun. Um, Contra. Y'all remember playing Contra? A lot of the guys played Contra. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. You remember all the cheat codes, the old school cheat codes? It was so fun. I played my Nintendo like crazy. I would just get going. And then, I didn't even know this. Then Nintendo started cranking out new controllers for the system to help you play better. And if you got the controller, it would help you play better. Like you could sit there with an the old school controller, but I once, once I saw commercial for the new controllers that Nintendo was coming out with, it changed my world, and that's all I wanted in life. I brought the commercial that I saw way back in the day when I was a kid. I brought it to show you today, just so you, it can mess you up like it messed me up. Because once I saw this, all I could dream about was getting this controller. Media guys, why don't you play this commercial? Four. One Zulu Niner pre-flight check. Roger, tower. Turbo A. That's a go. Turbo B. Yes. Cycloid control. AOK. okay Rapid fire. All right. Let's fire it up. The NES Max, only from Nintendo. Ugh! See what I'm talking about? That didn't get you like it got me? Yeah. Oh, that's all I wanted was a Nintendo Max. That's all I wanted. Because here's why. I want to show you a picture of it. All right. Here's a picture of the Nintendo Max controller. Oh, it was ins- it's so cool. It didn't look like the old school controllers. I mean, it it's got like a gyro, a gyro c- control thing right there. Like it was spin around, so you didn't have to worry about doing the, like the little arrow controllers on the old one. And the the AB buttons are right there. And here's what was cool about the NES Max. You can't really see it too good on this picture, so I brought another one to show you. But the two bottom gray buttons right there. It had turbo buttons, y'all. It had turbo buttons on it. What's the big deal about turbo turbo buttons? You play better. It makes you play better. So instead of having to hit the button to jump, you could just hold down the turbo button, and your guy would just keep going. It would just keep going. It was like cruise control for video games. It was awesome. So, like, if I was playing Double Dragon, I wouldn't have to keep hitting the button to punch. I could just hold down the button, and my guy would be like, Yeah! like you would just go to town it was awesome i had to have it here's my problem though is that when i saw that commercial my birthday had already passed and christmas had already passed i missed my window of opportunity it's a long time from december to october when my birthday is and you know, like, as a kid, like, you got you to gotta strategize, this, like, when you want something, you got to strategize, like, especially around your birthday or Christmas to let mom and dad know, because you know on those days, the odds are a lot better that you're going to get what you're asking for. After that, you're kind of on your own, though. So when I saw that, I was like, man, I'm in trouble. So I got this idea that I was going to actually work to earn the money to get my controller. So I started begging mom and dad for odd jobs to do around the house, and, And I get a dollar here for this and two dollars for this, you know. And I thought, well, mom and dad are cheap. I'm going to have to go outside and build and expand my corporation to try to get money for this thing. So I started cutting grass in the neighborhood and I get five dollars or ten dollars. And eventually, after a while, I was able to put together enough pennies and dollars and five dollars and ten dollars to get enough money to buy the controller. Finally got it. My own. I earned the money. It was mine, baby. And I went up to Walmart, and I went. Set all my money down on the counter, and I said, I want this right here. And they gave me my controller, and I went home, and my video game playing. Well, it didn't change too much. But it was it was cool, though, because I had it, at least in my mind. I had the turbo buttons. It was so awesome. But I learned something, though. I learned something that... Earning something over time makes it more important to you than something that's just handed to you, you know? I took care of that controller. I didn't let dust get on that controller. My G.I. Joes got dirty and dusty, but that controller, dude, it stayed in a sacred spot. When I wasn't playing, it didn't go on the ground. It was safe and put away because I put my sweat and my blood into it, man. I earned that thing, and it took me a little while, but I, I, I learned that when you're saving money that... A little change over time produces big results. A little change over time can produce big results. And not just in money, but in life. When you're trying to implement change in your life, a little bit of change over time can produce big results in your life. You know, we're, we're here at, at the end of one year and going into the beginning of a new year. And a lot of people are thinking about new goals and these New Year's resolutions that we want to put together. Because some of us are like, see you later, 2018. I can't wait to get into 2019 and start fresh and new. This year, I'm going to be a new person. I can be anybody I want to be. And we have all these great New Year's resolutions that we're starting to put together. There might be some people here. You might not know what a New Year's resolution is. Can somebody help me explain what a New Year's resolution is? Does somebody, anybody know what a New Year's resolution is? No? I'm striking out. Nobody knows? You know? What is a New Year's resolution? That's awesome. It's something that you decide you're going to do to change your life. That's a pretty good definition, bro. That's a good one right there. That's what a New Year's resolution is. A New Year's resolution is a goal. It's something that we're setting that we want to do to change our lives. And at the beginning of the year, a lot of us are setting goals. How many of y'all have already said or are in the process of deciding what your New Year's resolution is going to be? How many of you plan on having a New Year's resolution for this year? Yeah. How many of you have given up on New Year's resolutions because you stink at making New Year's resolutions happen? Yeah. A lot of us have tried, and a lot of us have failed. A lot of us, we decide that we want to to lose weight in the upcoming years. We're going to get skinny and get ready for bathing suit season. So we're going to lose three thousand pounds this year, and it's going to be awesome. We got the big goals in front of us. Like that's one of my goals this year is to continue losing weight and continue getting healthy. So that's that's big on my list. Um, Sometimes we decide that we want to like end up with more money in the bank at the end of next year than we did this year. That's a good goal, to have money in savings. You know, some of us set resolutions um, because we, we, uh, we found that this year we were too busy, and so this coming year, it's important to us to have a goal to spend more time with family or to spend more time with your spouse. And those are all great things. Those are all great things. And having goals are important because God wants us God wants us to live productive lives. Amen? He doesn't just want us to live a normal life. He wants us to live productive lives. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, it says this. It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. It's God's will for us to live lives that are making the most of every opportunity that we have. God hasn't called any of us to live a normal life. And I think that if you're going to make a goal, you should set a big goal. You hear me, guys? If you're going to set a goal, make what kind of goal? Make a big goal. Make a big goal. Dream big dreams. Don't settle for something that's easy to get into because we serve a God that can do the impossible. We serve a God that said that we could have exceedingly, abundantly more than all we could ask or imagine because of his power at work that's within us. So when we dream, we should dream big dreams. And when we set goals, we should set big goals because we serve a big God that can do the impossible through us. Amen? Amen. So as we're going into 2019 and we're trying to decide the goals that we want to set and the person that we want to be and the changes that we want to make, let's dream big. Let's go crazy. I wonder what, here's, here's an idea. What if, and with all those other goals and all those other resolutions that we're setting, what if we all decided in 2019 to get closer to God than we've ever been our entire lives? That's a noble goal right there. That's making the most of every opportunity. Could you imagine what our church would look like if at the end of this coming year, we all did everything that we could do and we all had the goal of getting closer to God than we've ever been in our lives? Can you imagine the presence of God in this place when we get together? Can you imagine how many people would be healed can you imagine how many miracles we would take place? We would see taking place? Can you imagine how many lives we could impact as a church and individually for the kingdom of God? Can you imagine if we all decided all together to jump on board with that being the main resolution for our life going forward into 2019 to get closer to God than we've ever been in our lives? Could you imagine how crazy things would get at LifePoint Church next year? Can you imagine how many awesome things would happen in your life? Big things are important. Big things are big goals and big dreams are are, are important to shoot for. But here's what I've learned. Is that you can't get to big dreams without small steps. And you can't accomplish big goals without small steps along the way. Like, if I were just going to, I'll show it to you this way. If I had given you the opportunity to choose between this penny or this check for $1 million, I wonder which one you would choose. Some of you are like, Really? <laughs> would you choose one cent? Or would you choose a check for one million dollars? In case you're wondering, this is a real check made out for one million dollars from Life Point Church. All right? Would you want a penny? Or would you want the check for a million dollars? How many of you would want the penny? Who would want the check? Yeah, all the kids are like, kids know what's up. Kids want the money. y'all know what's going on. Yeah, I would take the check for a million dollars every day of the week, because listen. A million is more than one, right? A million's a lot more than one yeah. now I'll just for full disclosure on this million dollar check from Life Point Church it's dated for today um, it's for a sermon prop, and it says that it's paid to the order of who wants the chance to bounce it so you could take it and because uh, <laughs> because. It, it, you're not, you, can, you can try to cash it, but they're going to say uh, the fun, there's, no, there's insufficient funds to make that happen. So this thing, you could hop on this and bounce it all the way down the road. But it makes for a great illustration. Now, here's the deal. What if I said you could have a million dollars right now, or you could have the same penny, but what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to double it every day for 30 days. So you could have a million dollars now, or you could have a penny doubled every day for the next 30 days, which means today you would have a penny. Tomorrow, you'd have two cents. The day after tomorrow, you would have four cents. The day after that, you would have eight cents. So it would keep doubling for 30 days, or you could have a whole big check for a million dollars. Who would want the million dollars? Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money right now. Who wants to wait 30 days for a penny that's going to get doubled? Yeah, a lot of hands are going up because y'all understand this illustration and y'all have seen this before. Because over the period of 30 days, a penny being doubled turns into a lot of money. You could have a million dollars now. Or check this out. A penny doubled... A day, it was if it's doubled every day for 30 days, that turned out to be five million three hundred and sixty-eight thousand seven hundred and nine dollars and twelve cents. A million dollars today, or you can wait thirty days and have over five million dollars. Who would want to wait thirty days for the five million dollars? That's what I'm talking about. You know, that's a no-brainer. Uh, yeah, we'll pick the penny a day doubled. Over a million dollars every time. But think about this. When it comes to our goals and it comes to our dreams and it comes to the things that we're working for and the change that we're wanting to make, how many times do we settle for a quick million-dollar payoff instead of going through the process of waiting for that penny to double in our lives? Are you tracking with me? I don't know sometimes I'm I'm guilty of, of wanting to take the easy way out, you know, and the quick way out, but but quick and easy does not produce long-term results in your life. You know, right now boy get ready. It's going to be weight watchers and quick weight loss and whatever buy a membership at a gym city. It already is kind of but get ready. Everybody's going to be pr- pushing weight loss products right now and they're all just about going to say the same thing that it's quick and that it's easy. That if you take our product, you'll melt like butter in a microwave. You know? If you take our product, and you know what the products may work, but the marketing ploys is quick and easy, it's quick and easy because they know at the beginning of the year there's a lot of people that are gonna want to be losing weight, but they're not going to want to put into work to make it happen. So they're gonna try to grab something quick and easy. Quick and easy does not produce long-term results in our lives. And and the trade-off there. Is, is that we don't like going through the process of waiting for that penny to double because the results are sometimes slow. But here's what I've learned. Every change that I've ever made in my life that I've committed to sticking with the process and going through from start to finish has always been worth it. It's always been worth it. Every single time. Quick and easy doesn't work. If you want to see real change in your life, you've got to go through the process. You've got to pick the penny over the million dollars every time. And we get caught up a lot of times with time because we, we, we get frustrated sometimes in the process of going from point A to point B in this, this little journey of change because it takes time. And sometimes when we don't see the results that we want, we tap out. Like a lot of us said, we've tried the resolutions before, but it didn't work. It didn't work because we didn't stick with the process. If we had committed to the change, and I know in my life, if I had committed to the change 100% and stuck with the process, I would have seen the results of the decisions in my life. But because I didn't stick with it, I didn't see the results. If we stick with it over time, we'll see the results. Amen? Amen. Here's what I've discovered is that don't don't let time intimidate you but here's the deal people don't realize this time is going to pass whether you want it to or not time is going to pass let the passing of time work for you not against you let the passing of time work for you not against you time is moving like a river everybody do this everybody do this we got a river Time's moving like a river. Everybody's not doing this. We can't go forward in the sermon until everybody does the river. You got to do it. Why? Because it's really funny to me to watch you guys do this. Time is always moving like a river. It's nonstop. It never stops. Time is always ticking. So we can choose to let time work for us or let time work against us. If we make the commitment to the process of change, time works for us. If we don't stay in it, then time just keeps passing, and nothing gets accomplished. You know, a guy was looking at a river one time, and he figured that out. He said, you know, this river is always moving, it's always going by. And he had the idea, why don't I use the energy that's being produced by the motion of this river and try to create something with it? And this is where we got hydroelectricity. I got a picture that I brought you. I'm going to show this to you. Everybody's thinking, Family Sunday is a great opportunity to talk about the principles of hydroelectric plants, right? So what happens is with a hydroelectric dam or a hydroelectric setup is that they take a moving body of water and they block it off and they make the water pass through. Usually it's going to be a dam. It'll pass through the dam through to the other side. But there's a turbine in the dam that when the water comes through, it begins to spin like this. Everybody do this. So the water makes the turbine spin, and the turbine turns that shaft that goes up to a generator. So while the water's making the turbine spin, the spinning shaft goes up to a generator that starts to spin, and that generator produces electricity. They use the water's flow to do the work to produce positive power for cities, for states. That's a pretty cool idea, using what's already there. This is how it works with time. Time is flowing all the time. It never stops. Why don't we use the passing of time to our advantage to get to the results that we want to see in our lives? All we have to do is commit to the process and let time do its work. Now, we don't get to set like hydroelectric dams up in our lives. But what we can do is we can set up things called priorities and commitments. And a priority that's set over the process of time will produce results in our lives every time. Who knows what a priority is? Who knows what... Anybody help me out. I need some people to tell me what a priority You already went, so I need a kid to tell me. Who knows what a priority is? Anybody? Huh? Sleeping. Sleeping. Oh, that would be a kind of a priority. That could be a priority. But what is the definition of a priority? It would be something that's important, right? What would it be? What, what's doing it? something. A doing something, yeah. Yes? Okay, those are great examples of priorities. A priority is something that you see valuable enough to put as a non-negotiable thing that's going to happen in your life. That's a priority. It's important to me, so it comes first before anything else in my life. So when we set priorities and we commit to those priorities in our lives, over time, the priorities produce the results that we want to see. This is the biblical principle of sowing and reaping. If we sow into the priority, we will reap the benefit of the priority later in life. Okay. Now the key is, that we have to move priorities from... uh, we, We have to move all these things that we want to have happen from a wish list of things that we want to see happen in our lives and make them priorities. Change happens when we move things from a wish list and make them priorities in our lives. Now, a lot of people have wish lists that they would love to have happen in their lives, but those things aren't actually priorities. They're not actually priorities. I can want to lose weight all day long, but until I make it a priority and make the decisions and make the changes, it's never going to happen with anybody who's wanting to do that, you know. Um, you can have a wish list of wanting to have $10,000 in the bank in savings. Whew, wouldn't that be awesome? Who would love to have an extra ten grand in the bank at the end of the year? Yeah, um, but if we let it just be a wish list item or something that we hope for one day, it's never going to happen in our lives. You have to make it a priority in your life. This is what I know. Someday and one day, they don't happen unless you make the decision to put in the work and the time today. All right? You have to make the decision to make the stuff work today. You have to set the priority. So if... Having $10,000 in the bank at the end of the year that I don't have now is a priority. I set it, and I say, this is my goal. I want an extra ten dollars in the bank. That would be awesome. You can buy a lot of video games with ten dollars by the way. You can get a lot of candy with ten dollars Trust me. Um, ten dollars in the bank would be awesome. But when I set it as a priority in my life, that means I'm saying yes to it, and I'm giving it a place in my daily schedule. When I say yes to committing to having $10,000 in my savings account at the end of the year, I'm saying no to all that money that I would have spent that would have kept that money from being in my savings account. Priorities give you a bigger yes so that you're able to say no to the stuff that wastes your time. How many of you have had uh, just one of those days where... You had a lot of stuff that you wanted to accomplish, and it just seemed like people calling out of the woodworks. It's one issue after another, one problem after another, one distraction after another, and you weren't able to get anything done that day that you wanted to get done. Anybody? Yeah. It happens a lot. When you don't have priorities set in your life, your life looks a lot like that where you have things that you want to accomplish and things that you want to get done, but all the distractions come in and pull you off track and keep you from being focused on the priorities and the goals that you have set. It takes away from it, and it robs it. It robs you of all those opportunities to see those priorities produce results in your life because we get distracted. So when you set it, you're saying yes to it, so you can say no to a whole lot of other stuff. And there's a lot of freedom in that. There's a lot of freedom in that. You know, a lot of people have a wish list item of getting closer to God. But because they don't have it set as a priority in their lives, it never happens. And what we'll do is we'll talk about how God is supposed to be important, how God is supposed to be number one in our lives, and and how God is supposed to be this and how God is supposed to be that. But we don't take the time to make Him a priority every day, so we're not spending time reading the Bible every day we're not spending time in prayer every day we're not spending time in church because we're so busy doing other things this is what I hear all the time I would do this but I'm so busy I don't have time for it now what you're saying is it's not that you don't have time for it. what you're saying is all this other stuff that I'm doing to me is more important and going to church is not important enough to me to be there And it's not just with church, it's with anything in your life. If you say, I would like to do it, but I don't have time to do it, what you're saying is, yeah, that's a wish list item, but I love doing all the other stuff that I'm doing, and this really isn't important enough to me. That's what you're saying. So what you do is you choose the priorities, you set them, and you spend time in the Word. And you spend time in prayer and over time if you will do it long enough consistency in the process produces change every time and at the end of the year you'll be closer to god than you are now at the end of the year if you'll work it and you'll let the passing of time do its work and you'll stay in the process whatever the goal is you'll see the result you got to stay in the process though hydroelectric plants got to make the stuff work for you here's the deal though guys life isn't very long James chapter 4 says it like this. James 4 says, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What's your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Man, that old saying is true that the days are long, but the years are short. Time just flies by. I know, kids, you feel like it's taking forever to get through school right now. Listen, I'm telling you, one day you're going to graduate from high school. You're going to blink, and you're going to be 40 years old wondering where your life went. Like it drags, you graduate from high school, and then it's like, blah! Where'd it go? I'll try that. I'll try that. Yeah, you try that. I'm saying, just get ready. It flies by. It flies by. So it's important for us to make the most of the opportunities that we have now. And at the beginning of the year, when we're thinking about changing and we're thinking about adjusting things and maybe becoming healthier or maybe becoming a better steward of the money that we have or maybe getting closer in our relationship with God... It's important for us to make the most of those opportunities that we have to be everything God has called us to be because we've only got one shot at this life. A little change over time produces big results. A little change over time produces big results. I need some helpers. Who wants to help me pass some stuff out? All right, one, two, my friend right there, come on up. You'll be number three. I want you to give one of these to everyone in here this morning. Are we having fun this morning so far? All right. Oh, I need one more person. Come on up, Savannah. You can help me out. Make sure that everybody gets one of these. Everybody in service today is going to get a penny. Why? Because this is how we throw around money at Life Point Church. Everybody here today is going to walk out with some change in their pocket. Everybody's getting a penny. Why am I giving you a penny? Because a little change over time produces big results. A little change over time produces big results. In anything in life. Now, I know we've had fun, and we've kind of been all over the place today, but I want you to hear me. If you will stick to the process of change, If you will commit to letting God do what he wants to do in your life. You might not wake up tomorrow being the person that you want to be. But if you give him time to work on you. If you give him time to work on your heart. If you'll give him time to heal that hurt. If you'll give him time... To renew that calling and that passion in your life. If you'll go to him one day at a time. A little bit of change over time will produce results. If you'll give him the opportunity to work in you day in and day out. He will do something in your life that will blow your mind. He will do something beautiful and powerful in your life. If you'll just give him the opportunity to do a little change every day. It's so A little bit of change over time produces big results in our lives and in our walk with God. So I want us to think for a moment. Now this penny could represent a million different things because there's different goals, there's different dreams, there's different desires in this room. What is the change in this upcoming year that we're going to commit to that we're going to commit to the process of seeing happen in our lives so that over time, we can see the results be produced in our lives. It could be as simple as putting money in the bank. It could be that this year is the year that you trust God with your finances like you never have before. It could be that this year is the year that you're committing to operate with the biblical principles of finance for your life. This year could be the year that you get healthy so that you can be a better tool in the hands of God to do what he's called you to do. This year could be the year that you get closer to God than you've ever been in your life. Kids, this year could be the year that you keep your rooms clean. Wouldn't that be great, Mom and Dad? That sounds like an awesome goal right there. That sounds like an awesome goal right there. See? See? That's, that's the Pharisees and religious leaders always accosted Jesus when he spoke the truth. I'm just saying, it would be a great goal to have. Be a great goal to have. What is the thing we can do this year to make us a better tool in the hand of God? To see him impact our world through us. What can we do? Because a little bit of change over time, can produce big results. Bow your heads and close your eyes.